Hey, Anchor Squad, it's your girl, Miss Eileen. Here on Anchor, I have a podcast that's called The Anchor Show. Of course, it's not an official podcast from the folks over on Anchor, but I'm going to be talking about tips and tricks that you can use to build your following and how you can expand your reach online through podcasting, video, and the written word. If you want to connect with me online, just look for Eileen. That's I-L-E-A-N-E. I have a blog, EileenSmith.com. I'm on YouTube. I'm active on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Snapchat. I'm also part of the team that runs Anchor Boot Camps. Anchor Boot Camps is a place where you can find all the tips and tricks you need to run your anchor station successfully. I've partnered with Dr. Dan and Avi Uniglec for that site. So don't forget anchorbootcamps.com. And with all that said, call in if you have any questions now. Let's get started with today's show. When you learn, teach. When you get, give. Maya Angelou. One of the often talked about and sometimes hotly debated issues in podcasting is known as the, air quotes, discoverability issue. Well, I want to talk to you today about some of the opinions that I've heard. There's an article over on Jacob's Media Strategy, and it's, do podcasts have a discoverability problem? And the author here, his name is Seth Reiser. He has talked to several in the industry, industry leaders, podcasting, award winners that will weigh in on this topic of the discoverability issue. What I'm going to do with the help of my friend, the Pocket app, I'm going to read two of these responses about the discoverability issue from two of my favorite podcasters. The first one is Tom Webster. He has the Marketing Companion podcast. He also works for Edison Research. They do a lot of research. You may have heard of this report they put out every year called the Share of Ear Study, and they do a lot of research in the area of podcasting and podcast listening. And second, you'll hear the feedback from Elsie Escobar. Now, remind you, I'm not reading this. I'm using an app called Pocket that will scan an article and turn it into speech. Podcasts don't have a discoverability problem. That's a pool strategy. Hoping there are loads of people looking for new podcasts that just can't find your content. I don't believe there are hordes of people out there who are actively looking for podcasts but are being thwarted by poor discovery. Google works just fine for that. Last I checked. The real issue and opportunity is a much broader marketing challenge. Most people aren't listening to podcasts at all, either because they don't know what they are or they haven't been given a strong enough reason to. 
Before we start worrying about pool issues like discovery, the medium needs a push, a concerted effort from the industry to bring mainstream content to the general public and to explain what a podcast is and why we should care. Tom Webster, VP of Strategy and Marketing Edison Media Research. And now we'll have comments from Elsie Escobar. What I would change the statement to is, podcasting has an advocacy problem. The future and growth of podcasting are often discussed by the podcasting industry and public media around data that solely focuses on advertising, monetization and podcast download listener metrics. The problems to be solved are heavily biased toward the discovery problem and the so-called wild west of podcast metrics measurement and almost exclusively from the producer, creator side of things. Issues that the industry has not addressed are how socioeconomics and cognitive behavior impact the reality of podcast growth from the listener perspective, regardless of new discovery and measurement tools. If we don't, as an industry, pay attention to how higher or lower levels of economic freedom, infrastructure, and cyber behavior affect the listener, we will miss an imperative and impactful opportunity to amplify diverse voices plus listeners as well as solidify podcasting's ability to reach the widest audiences. It's time for podcasters but more importantly, Podcast companies that are getting the millions of dollars to invest in creating programs that focus on education and outreach to underrepresented communities building on current consumption habits and advocating for new ones. They won't come to play in our sandbox. We need to go play in theirs. Elsie Escobar Community Manager, Libsyn Co-Founder, She Podcasts. So once again, this article is over on Jacob's Media Strategies and the title, Do Podcasts Have a discoverability problem. I highly recommend you go over there and read all of the insights from people around the industry about this discoverability problem. Just use the special link I created for you. It's eileen.link slash discoverability. One more time, I-L-E-A-N-E dot link slash discoverability. Call in if you have questions and let me know your thoughts about podcast discoverability. Hey, Miss Eileen. Hey, I just listened to your segment about do podcasts have a discoverability problem? I think it's an interesting question and I think, you know, I agree with the um, couple of articles or responses that you had um, pocket read to us. But I think the interesting thing is right now we're at a place where audio is in a transition and I think people are coming back to it. I think the idea of, you know, radio, but radio on demand and things that you can kind of pick and choose, I think is going to become really popular. Um, you know, I think we're just in a place right now where, you know, much like yourself and I think a lot of other people on Anchor who are, you know, gaining a lot of you know, listeners and stuff like that. I think you need a multimedia approach right now. So I think you have to be producing videos. You have to be on other social media platforms. And that's how people are going to find your podcast by consuming some of your other content and other media that they're interested in. My queen, just responding to that discoverability article that you uh, shared with us and a couple perspectives there. I see that as a bird's eye view of top down on podcasting in general. However, once the actual podcasting acceptability of a particular area comes into play, it now becomes a more fine-tuned area of discoverability. So once someone gets attracted to the podcast, it's important to be able to search for podcasts of similar and other 
podcasts from the similar broadcaster. And when you don't have that feature, like we don't have here inside of Anchor, it becomes a major challenge. From a technical perspective, if I want to look up something that you may have talked about a while back, how do I do it? It's a very difficult challenge. So there's the perspective of has the artist, the broadcaster, become So, again, we're talking about discoverability of the artist in general, and that could be done through Google or whatnot. But then the issue and the the actual podcasting feature set, do people actually listen to podcasts? That's, that's an area. And then once you do listen, now I need to be able to find information and, and source stuff. Some podcasting platforms offer up a much better opportunity for search than others. So that's my focus on discoverability. I think it's important for each individual platform to offer its own searchability and discoverability and indexing to make it easier for the listener to be able to find the content they're looking for. That's my two cents. Thanks for the call in, Avi. And I certainly do understand that a lot of podcasters are frustrated because Apple is pretty lousy when it comes to being a search engine. So there's no real dedicated search engine for podcasts that is comparable to Google, which means people have to turn to Google. However, podcasters don't like to write (laughs) in general of course I'm generalizing and in order to be discovered in Google you need text written content that is not just bullet points okay because Google deems that as being low quality so it's a conundrum and uh, I think a lot of the people who responded to the article feel that it is the podcaster's responsibility to get their audience to promote their podcast based on the fact that they're delivering such fantastic content that all of their listeners will want to go out and tell their friends and if they tell their friends and they tell their friends, well, you know how that goes. So... Uh, That brings us to the fact that one of the biggest issues that Elsie Escobar uh, talks about, and I've heard her advocate many times because I listen to the She podcast, and that is the fact that there seems to be a divide between the types of audience people are trying to attract. See, marketers have got in people's heads that podcasting audiences are affluent. So nobody wants to go after folks who aren't affluent to be listeners of their podcast. And so hmm, that's an industry issue, not so much an individual podcaster's issue. So we have two different camps. We have the pro-casters versus your indie podcasters or your everyday podcasters. And then we have those Uh, podcasting industry folks who are more interested in advertising and advertising dollars versus the everyday podcaster who just wants to grow an audience. So the fact that we're divided and not uh, one voice together (laughs) is another hindrance. So in my view, there is a discoverability issue 
but it's not the one that people talk about. Uh, in fact, Elsie said that there's really an advocacy issue, and I would call it more of a unification issue. Some people want podcasts to be discovered solely on the basis of advertising, so they want more listeners so that they can make more money and so that the advertisers can be more attracted to uh, using podcasting as a way to get their message out versus traditional media, you know, print magazines, newspapers, etc., etc. So I'm sure there's more to say about this. And uh, as the day goes on, we'll see if we get any more call-ins and uh, we'll have some more conversation about podcast discoverability. I so appreciate you, Avi. You always have so many awesome comments and you, you, you're just so knowledgeable about this industry and tech in general. Thanks so much, my dear. Hey, Miss Eileen, to add to my other call-in, I was just watching a keynote that Gary Vaynerchuk gave where he was starting to talk again about the power of voice, and he's going to talk about you know the Amazon Echo and you know Google Home and all of those types of things. And, um, and he did a little experiment with the crowd where he said, you know, who's been watching my content for more than like six or seven months? Or I'm sorry, like, I think it was almost like a year, he said. And then he said, who in the past just, you know, three to four months has shifted from consuming my content via video and other platforms and has started listening more to my podcast? And I think it was something like two thirds of the um, the people who had raised their hands kept their hands up for that. And he was talking about how there's a major shift to voice that's happening. Um, you know, it's going to be coming even stronger, but it's already happening. So again, I think we're in a transition but I think at this point, you need to be across multiple media to really get that attention. At the very heart of this conversation about podcast discoverability, I know what's really important to you is the discovery of your very own podcast. So I want to share with you a few ideas and a few tips that may be helpful to you. It's been a long time premise that Podcasting is spread best by word of mouth. In other words, you have a loyal listener who is so excited about your content that they tell someone else who may not even listen to podcasts about your show and they get inspired to start listening to podcasts and start consuming your content. That's why it's so important to have that intimate relationship with your audience so that they know that you're always offering value. You set that expectation that your content is going to be great and then you come through in the end. And when you deliver that content, you can have a user or a listener who is dedicated to your show. And you want to share that content as well. Make sure you're cross-promoting your content on other platforms. Whatever social media network that you're active on or that you can grow a following on, Instagram is a perfect marriage between podcasting and the podcast listener. Also, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube and live streaming are great ways to promote your podcast. 
Now, I want to hear from you if you have any feedback. Remember, you can always call in over on the Anchor Station or wherever you're listening to this show. You can always reach me. It's your girl, Miss Eileen, and you can head over to my contact form where you can leave me a voicemail. And that's EileenSmith.com slash contact. Thanks so much for joining me today. We'll have more great conversations about podcasting coming your way really soon. Peace.